Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello NRL fans and welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host Matt Namofsky and welcome to another bonus episode. Save Jason Tomalolo. That's what this the name of this podcast is. Uh, I'm a huge Jason Tomalolo fan. I'm sure a lot of you are one of the best damaging forward ball runners we've seen. I think he's um, he's in a bit of a tight situation with his career right now. I think when he got the 10-year contract, um, a lot of people were saying, good on him. You know, it's definitely a forward getting the type of money, stability. You know, it's going to be a, it's a huge win for him. But what it's done, it's it's created a bit of... Todd Payton's come up, come up to the Cowboys and said pretty much from game one, this is an asset. I need to treat Jason Tomlin like an asset. He's not going to you know, run him into the ground to win a couple of games in his first year or two when he's still got like about six years on the contract. So the contract's worked against him because now they're looking to, you know, they don't want to have those last three years of the contract be Tom Malola with no knees and, you know, just dead cap. So it's it's turned into a bit of a unsettling situation there with the Cowboys because I think everyone kind of sees Jason Tom Malola plays his best footy when he's on the park. You know, he's got that energy, that momentum, and he can just really steamroll teams. We saw it, you know, definitely in the 2019 season, I think was, everyone could say, Jason Tomalolo's last great year. He's obviously had flashes in 2020 and 2021, but, you know, the consistency of the running and the, the impact is just not there right now. So with that being said, I, I love fantasy trades. Um, definitely going to do some more trade podcasts. A bit hard with the NRL. Obviously, you can't really line up the contracts because a lot of the contracts aren't really known. Um, but just for fun, for some conversation, you know, just want to talk through some of the potential fantasy trades we could we could trade Jason Tomalolo to. If the contract, you know, let's say we just with with the parameters of the trade, you know, you just work out, you switch the guys for three years, four years, whatever it is. There's no more ten year contract. We just move the player because he's an unhappy superstar, like in the NBA, like in the NFL. He's just an unhappy asset. We want to move him away to a new one. Obviously, the Cowboys got some players back in return. So what I did went through the 15 other teams, kind of went through who realistically the Cowboys would want to get for Jason Tomolo. Now, the other team can't give up too much. Obviously, Tomolo is the distressed asset, so not going to get $100, $100 back. Uh, so it might, you know, be, you know, $80, $80 on the 100 you know. But went through and made a couple of rules here. So can't have a huck. You can't trade me a halfback. They've got... Townsend, they got Dearden, they got Drinkwater, so they don't want to. They don't want a half. They're already stacked in the halves right now. Not stacked in terms of talent, but they've, they've signed the players they want. So I can't get a half in return. Can't get a fullback in return. Valentine Holmes is the fullback. Scott Drinkwater would be the fullback if that if that needs to switch. So they're my two rules: no halves, no fullbacks. So what are the what do the Cowboys need? They would need a replacement, or they could go for an outside back. I think they're they're short in the outside back centers, um, you know, wingers, uh, and on the edge. I think on the edge they're they're lacking. So I think they're the three positions we want to target here. So we want to target edge, we want to target center, we want to target lock. So we're from the let's go from the bottom of the ladder and work our way up because I think definitely the the top end of the ladder is where the fun trades are. So let's start at the bottom of the ladder, the Kendrick Bankstown Bulldogs. What can the Bulldogs give up? I've got a combination of Nick Kotrick and Ray, uh, Raymond Fatala Mariner. So what does that do for the dogs? I think Nick Kotrick has been a bit of a disappointment. 
Uh, he's on big money, uh, reports up to 700000 a year for Nick Kotrick, uh, who's come up from the Raiders and just hasn't performed. So I think they're happy to ship him off. And, you know, that's the center. And for an uh, edge player, I think Fatal Mariner, when he's on the park, and that's a big if, but when he is on, he is one of those form players that can really uh, do some damage. So that, that's my combination there. Out of a 10, look, it's only a five. It's not really great, obviously. Not You're not getting that superstar back, um, but you're feeling two holes. So giving that a five. Let's go to the next one, the Brisbane Broncos. Again, it's a combination one. I've got them giving up uh, Pat Carrigan. So that is the straight swap for Lolo, but also giving up Tessie New. So Ness- Tessie New can play in the centers, the wing fullback. So a nice option there. He was obviously dropped at the start of the season. Um, you know, he's come back. He's worked his way back in. He's obviously got some talent about him, but I don't think he's in the long-term plans for the Broncos. So use him as a piece there. And Carrigan, obviously, he is one of the leaders there at the at the Broncos. But I think, you know, if you have basically had to pick between Lolo and Carrigan, you're picking, you're picking Lolo every day. So, again, only a five on that one. Not really excited. I'm a Cowboys fan. Um, so not, not too much there. Let's go to the Tigers. The Tigers, again, it's going to be a combo deal. We're going to go for an edge and a center. So for the edge, Luciano Lelua. Been great since he's come over the Tigers, but, you know, just can't really win too much by himself in that in that edge there. And I'll give Jimmy the Jet. Again, another player who's been really passed around, can make some impact, similar to a hammer if you had on one part, one side of the park, hammer, one side of the park, Jimmy the Jet, instant attack and spark. Obviously, could come with some errors and some poor decisions but you definitely get that speed, which is obviously what a lot of teams want in 2021. So Luciano to go in one of those edge spots and really create some overlaps and then Jimmy the Jet to go opposite the hammer. I do like that. Again, it's only a five. Um, I like it in theory, but on the park, not really an upgrade. Uh, so I'm giving that a five. So we're three teams in, only a couple of fives here. Now we start to get some. The next two really intrigue me. So the Raiders, what can the Raiders give up? This might seem a bit sideways, but I actually really do like it. I want to go Josh Papali'i straight up for Jason Tomalolo. What does that do for both sides? Obviously, Lolo can go down to Canberra, a fresh start, and can really be the, the, the vocal point of that forward pack. Josh Papali'i goes back. He's obviously a Queenslander. He can go back, he can go back up home. The Cowboys get a new a new uh, impact forward straight away. A guy that has a big motor. Only, only playing the same amount of minutes as Lolo, you know, around that 50-minute mark that Lolo's getting right now, but He's more accustomed to that 50 minutes. He can really do some damage. He's he's better in shorter stints, whereas Lolo needs to get those long minutes. And if Todd Payne doesn't want to give that to him, then I think probably for Lolo, in terms of talent, you know, you've got one of the best locks in the last 10 years. you get got one of the best props in the last 10 years. I think it's a it's a real like for like. And I think it is, as we start going through this list, it's as close as they're going to get to $100 on the, on the bill as they can. So, look, I'm giving that a nine. I really do like that deal. Uh like I said, it does achieve a couple of things from either side. The next the next team is the New Zealand Warriors. And this one's probably the most unrealistic in terms of why the other team would do it. But I've got Tohu Harris straight up. And again, similar things. Tohu is a workhorse, can get the work done. So if you're wanting 80 minutes out of that lock position, Tohu can do that for you. You can punch out a big shift. Uh, again, the Warriors have real no need to do that. Uh, the forward, They've got a lot of forwards. Um Lolo will play a similar position. So, look, in terms of theory, it's not great. I'd love it if they can go through because I'd like to see them both in a, in a new setting. Uh, but I'll only give that a six, only because I just don't think the Warriors would uh, necessarily... I think if the Warriors would be able to, you know, pick Lolo and, like, kind of choose who to give off for that roster, I think probably 
one of the top three guys would be a Tohu. So I think that one's probably unrealistic, but uh, I still like the player swap. There'll be a six there. The next one's probably my most un- unliked one. It's the Titans. And I just couldn't really find trade partners. So I kind of gave him a bit of everything. So I gave him a three-player trade here. Herman Essiesi, who came from Newcastle, not getting used at all. Anthony Don, obviously, has fallen down the pecking order now with Sammy, with uh, Mazu, with uh, Corey Thompson. So he's on the out of there. So give him a last run at, at a club. And Sam Stone, you know, nice edge player. Again, don't like it all. It's a four. Just couldn't really... There was not that one impact player that I think they would give up straight. Uh, there was not even a real combination. So that was a four. Probably my most unliked one out of all these. But, you know, if the Cowboys just wanted to get assets back and, you know, try and fill some holes, it's there. The Knights are next. Uh, Barnett. So obviously he'll go to an edge. He's, you know, that odd man out in that four-pack rotation right now. He keeps getting charged and changed from lock to second row, getting 40 minutes, getting 80 minutes. So move him... Up, up to the Townsville and Highmore Hunt, a Queenslander going back home. Again, he does make this Newcastle side, but they've got some young players coming through, so I wouldn't mind seeing them give a chance to one of those guys. So that one I'll give a six, uh, just because I think Barnett is a nice piece. Can definitely go on an edge. Can move to lock if they want to play him at a uh, full, full game at lock as well. And Highmore Hunt can obviously go into the into the wing co- in combinations there and make some damage at the end of his career. The next one is the Sharks. So again, we're going for a combination. Britton Nakora on an edge. Connor Tracy can be center, can be wing, can be fullback, can be halves. Again, only a six. Similar deals. And we'll go straight into the next one as well, the Dragons. Paul Vaughan and Michaeli Rapalava. So again, these are all sixes to me. It's just kind of, obviously, Lolo is the best player in these trades, but you're getting an outside back. You're getting an edge or a middle forward. So all those deals are, again, if Cowboys just wanted to move on from the distress asset, get some plays in that can plug a couple of gaps. Because right now, I think the Cowboys, and recording this right after they just got beaten very, very handily by the Knights. Next season, you know, like I said at the start of this podcast, they've got Townsend, they've got Dearden, they've got Drinkwater, and they've got Val as their four main attacking cogs with Reese Robson and Jake Granville recently re-signed in the hooker combination, I just don't see the the game-breaking ability. And if you're going to new to Lolo to be really in this uh, reduced role and reduced minutes that he's not really accustomed to, you might as well just tear it, tear the whole thing down and, you know, get off that big contract and, you know, get a couple of plug play pieces and just work your way back. You know, you, you, don't, you can never really bottom out in the, in the NRL because there's no draft, there's no, you know, there's no, there's nothing like that where you can no trades middle of the season where you can kind of tear it down and start from scratch with first round picks and things like that. But there's got to come a point where you can just rip that much money off your books. Uh, and, and that's the case. But now we're up to the top six. And this is where realistically Lolo would want to go to a winner. And these six teams can really bring back the asset to get the job done. So let's start with the Roosters. To me, this is, uh, again, similar to the Josh Papali'i deal. It's a straight-up deal. Victor Radley straight up. Now, Victor Radley is very, very important to that Roosters attacking style, the way he can just... He's that natural ball-playing 13 that the 2021 sides love to have. Obviously, he's had a couple of off-field indiscretions recently. He's obviously got the suspension 
uh, worries with the, the tackling style. If, if the Roosters just were really unhappy with Bradley behind the scenes and they just said, look, we'll give you this attacking threat for your damaging ball running ability. I think that's a really, really nice deal. Giving it a nine, similar to the Josh probably you do, like I said. Victor Radley can go up to Townsville. Again, I don't know how those halves are going to work, but all I do know is if you have Victor Radley that can kind of go towards the line and create some opportunities and really dig into the gap, give those half that extra second, half a second, it can make their lives a lot more interesting. You kind of look at the, the drink waters and Dearden. They haven't really had that ball-playing lock in their in their playing career so far. Obviously, Townsend has had it. Um, he's played some great players at the Sharks, especially. Um, but I think Victor Alec can really open up things, especially for Val Holmes. You know, Val Holmes is sweeping behind Radley, gives him that extra minute. Val is a very damaging ball runner as well. So if if Radley was upset at the Roosters, Roosters upset at Radley. If Lolo wanted out, Todd Payton didn't want to, you know, have this, this damaged asset, a great trade. Going to Manly. Now, thinking of what Manly can do here, Kind of wanted to put Ben Trevojevic in the trade, but I think the two brothers would, would negate that. So can't really put Ben in there as a nice future asset. So trying to give him a damaging ball running play in return. So Marty Power, one of the guys that would be on big money at, at Manly. So I think doing a swap for swap bar, I don't think that's straight up enough. I think they do probably need an outside back. Moses Suli, you know, he's a guy that's on the outer. I think Morgan Harper and Brad Parker is definitely nailed down those starting center spots. So... Moses is, you know, been playing off the bench uh, in more of a middle forward role, but I do think that he's got a lot to offer. He's one of those damaging ball players, and we saw when Des get got him right. He's one of those great players. So, to power on Suli, only a seven, not really that intrigued by it, but uh, it mainly, you know, could add in if they could move Jake to the proposition next to a Paseca and then have uh, Lolo at 13, that could be absolutely, and then you have just think about. Lola going to the line at 13 and having Tom Travoyevich running off his hip. That could be pretty, pretty deadly. We're up to the top four now. Four great trades coming up. Let's go first to the Rabbits. Now, let's give them back two Maroons players, two Queenslanders. Let's give Dane Gagai to move into the centres. Let's give them Jai Arrow to go straight back into 13. I think the Jai Arrow experiment at the Rabbits, look, they're trying on an edge now. I think, obviously, the Murray... Arrow playing the same position was always going to be problematic, but they just wanted to get the big asset in there. You know, they got that money freed up from Sam Burgess's retirement. By all means, you have to go and sign a great player, and they did that. I just think if you can get Jason Tomwolo in this Rabbits team, gay guy looks like he's going to be leaving anyway. Jai Arrow, like I said, not really what you, um, you know, it's kind of that thing when you go to the shops and you see that new, that new uh, Red Rock Daily chip flavor, that new Cadbury you know, pineapple, raspberry flavor, and you kind of go, oh, I've actually just found this $5 note in my pocket. I'm going to buy it anyway. It's probably going to be good, you know, because Cadbury and Red Rock make very good products. But then when you get home and you're eating, you're like, oh, probably could have saved that $5 because it wasn't that great. To me, that's kind of this dry arrow experiment. He's a great player. And I think 14 other teams would love to have a dry arrow in their team. But the way the Rabbits play and the way that he's, the Rabbits' third best player is Ken Murray. And he plays the exact same position. It just doesn't work. So I think you can get a gay guy and arrow to the to Townsville, bring John Tom Malola back. He can move straight into that middle forward rotation. You know, he doesn't even play 30, he can play eight or ten. You can even push him to an edge. I think it's there's things that they can do with the in the rabbit. So I'm gonna give that an eight. 
So still not one of the best ones we've had, but really, really good one there. Paramount Eels, my team. What can we offer to get Jason Tomwell though? Has to start with Nathan Brown. I think Nathan Brown has to be a must in that trade. Uh, you know, he's a he's a hard ball runner. He's got some pretty soft hands, not all the time, but he can throw a nice pass. Just a workhorse. The Townsville fans will love him. So Nathan Brown has to be in the trade. Who else can we do? I think RCG also needs to be in the trade. I think Regan Kimball Gillard is one of those players that can really, you know, dig into the line and um, create create some overlaps. And you know, right now they're playing a they're playing a you know Jordan McLean, Colin Hess, Francis Muller who's leaving next year. I think you've just got to really, you know, get some impact ball runners up there because right now if it's not Lola playing all those minutes, then you've got to find a different option there. So I think Brown and RCG, again, it's not my favorite. Probably going to give that a seven as well. Um, Paramount needs some other things besides Lolo, but Brown and RCG, you could do a lot worse in a trade package for Jason Tom Lolo. Now we get to the two heavyweights, the Panthers and the Storm. Obviously, they're already in tears of their own right now. I've said it over and over this season. We've been kind of waiting for that Melbourne and Panthers uh, grand final, but what can they give in a trade if they wanted to try and trade for Jason Tomalola mid-season and get the job done there. Panthers first. I think probably my second favourite trade of this whole thing, Isaiah Yo straight up. Now, there's a couple of reasons why the Panthers won't do it. Panthers, obviously, similar to Radley, he's the he's the cog, the key cog in their attack. Get, he, he definitely offers him that third halfback kind of role, that passing 13, can also put his head down, make some runs. And they love him at Penrith. You know, there's no reason why he would move. But if they just, you know, the Panthers can say, look, we can just get Jason Tomalola to our team. I think it would improve them. So to me, this is another nine. So then we've got three nines. To me, it's just Isaiah Yo in that Panthers team, in that new, sorry, that Cowboys team. I just think whoever they bring into that role, they can't do the same thing. If Todd Payton doesn't want to play a lock, one of their one of their best plays in that attacking ball running role, they've got to now open up and try and get the halves and fullback more time because the way this team's constructed, if you're going to get rid of Jason Tomalolo, you've just got to find find ways to change the attack, more go forward, a crafty thirteen and do ball play. You've just got to do something like that because to me, right now they're they're in they're in some trouble. Um, and I think Isaiah will be a good piece there. So Isaiah, our third nine of the podcast. But we get to the Melbourne Storm. Melbourne Storm, surprisingly, are one of those teams that probably wouldn't need him because the way they the way they play, they've obviously got they've had Fanukin in the 13 role. They can put the cheese at 13. They can do a couple of things there. But to me, Harry Green is the nine moving forward. And this splitting time with the cheese is, you know, it's good for now, but I think we need to put the cheese in the train. So I think the cheese goes and, you know, what do you do with Reese Robson? What do you do with Jake Granville? You just re-sign them. I think the cheese as the number nine for the Cowboys is an instant upgrade. You can then move in our fantasy trade scenario. You can move Reese Robson for another piece, but cheese is going there as number nine. So Brandon Smith is the centerpiece of the train, but that is not all. Dolphin Nukin is also 
been in talks to leave the Melbourne Storm. So why not package Brandon Smith, who's been in talks to leave because he's not getting the number nine jersey? Why not give Dal Finucane, you know, one last big money chase? He's already been linked to the Cowboys in real life. Brandon Smith, Dal Finucane to the Cowboys. You feel a nine and a 13 with premiership quality players. To me, it's a nine. I just think Brandon Smith has shown this season, and I've been pretty critical that I haven't thought, I think that his 13 is his best uh, position. I think Locke is his best position, but the way he's been playing out dummy half and just the instinctiveness of his running and the way he can seize opportunity and create space, create opportunities for tries. Dal Finucane is just one of those, you know, I think a lot of stories have come out how since Thurston has left the club and since Matt Scott has left the club uh, in their retirements, they've just lacked that leadership. If you bring Dal Finucane to your club, you know, similar to what the Tigers thought James Tomlin would be bringing, I just think you get instant professionalism. There's a captain straight away. It, it, it fills a lot of holes. It fills a lot of holes that they have. So to me, the cheese on Dale, it's a slam dunk. And right now, if we kind of look at the league, a lot of a lot of not great offers that can really go around that would be realistic. But to recap, Josh Popoli straight up from the Raiders. We got Victor Adley straight up from the Roosters. We got Isaiah Yo straight up from Panthers. We got Dale Finucan and Brendan Smith from Melbourne. I think they're the best fantasy trades right now for Jason Tomlolo. And you know what? If I thought after that first game where he got the 45 minutes, he came out the following week after he came back from his hand and he punched out, I think, a 68-minute, 70-minute. And it looked like all was going to be right. But straight away, he's gone back to the reduced minutes. He's not having that impact. He's not. They're not giving him that. You know, play play 75, 80 minutes if you if you're feeling like it. Get a two hundred fifty minute game in you. It's just not happening right now. And he, he's a Dalian winner. Um, when we do the pyramid later in the off season, this this project I'm talking about, you'll see how high he is already. I just think he's got another four to five great seasons left in him. I truly do. Even though he's already had this mountain of work and the kilometers on the body. I think he can still, in the right system, you know, whether they push him to an edge, whether they just really say, you know what, yes, you've got six years left, but we're going to run you for four. And those last two years, you know what, if we try and conserve you over these next couple, you could probably get to the end of that six-year deal, but do we really get the best out of you? I just would love to see a team, and maybe it will be the Cowboys, but if it's not, I'd love to see a team just give him the chance to really be Jason Tomalolo for the rest of his career because I think we can all agree when he's ball running, you know, getting big stints, big minutes, that's the best Jason Tomlin that we all love to see. So, again, just a little bonus pod here. Just wanted to kind of really talk about that. Really been thinking about it all season. Uh, but, yeah, this these last couple of weeks have really kind of just enlightened me to kind of really want to put this out there because, again, a great play in the wrong, on the wrong situation. We're going to do an Anthony Milford podcast soon. I'm an unapologetic Milford fan, and I think the news that he is – now being told he is free to go for next season. Really can't wait to see where he ends up next year because I think depending on the money where he goes, he's going to be a great asset to a team. But again, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back with more of these type of podcasts. Love just getting the thoughts out. So thanks for listening. Have a great day. Hear from you soon. Cheers.